Yo, 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 I am Dustin Mikesell, and this is the Watchmen Inc. Podcast. Are you tired of the deception of the Matrix? Here, we will build a case around God's plan for the mad world, using biblical history and the application of the scriptures to provide hope and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What's up, everybody? Here we are again. This is Watchman Inc.'s podcast. How are we all doing today? We're back after a little break for a week, you know, with the holiday and all the stuff that happens at the beginning of the month. And it's a really busy time for me and my family. So we just decided to take a little break and regather. And here we are today. And as always, I'm joined by my man of the hour, T Mac. How are we doing, brother? doing good like you said it feels like it's been a long time it's funny because after a while you like get out of a habit of something once you start doing it and then you're picking it back up again all of a sudden but as always it feels good to be back sharing a little light on the darkness and talking with people and hopefully bringing a little hope to the day at the end yeah that's always the goal is to always do a little bit of exposure get a little bit into the rabbit hole and all the digs that go into that but also provide the hope and the truth in our lord and savior jesus christ that is ultimately what we're here to do is give people hope in that and hope that even though the world is in a really weird dark scary place right now because that's just what we're bombarded with constantly on the daily is the negative and all the fear and all this that's looming over your head yeah, just day. watch the local news <laughs> that's 90 percent bad exactly. and as i've exposed before on my instagram the news is in the business of making money and mm-hmm. the story of the little girl selling lemonade to your old military veterans down the road or going and doing something for their community that's not a hot issue that gets people watching. Doesn't it's really sad that, that, <laughs> good, that good stories doesn't move don't doesn't move the needle for them so much. It's an they, interesting dynamic of humanity. It's like really we're so obsessed with negativity. Basically, it's it's pretty wild. But I mean, I, the Gladiator Games they started pretty, if you want to say mild, but they continued to get more and more basically gory and and violent and that was basically based on the crowd wanting more bloodshed it was based fully on just what the people wanted exactly and that's why they still are able to play that tune with modern sports or just modern events is you get the people distracted and then they're not looking at all the things that the government's doing while everybody's at their event or while they're watching or you know what i mean like It is amazing how people in power know when to schedule these major quote unquote hearings about serious issues that are going to be voted on or that are going to be put into a bill. These bills are like 600 pages long and they expect the general population to want to read or see what's in those bills. It's absolutely insane. And that's how you're able to get a lot of this through. Exactly. They'll drop it off the night before the day before and be like, oh, we're going to vote on this tomorrow. And nobody's reading through those 600 pages in a day. So then you have legislature passing without people even reading all of that fine print and just voting on it based off of the bullet points. And that's dangerous because Morgan here 
we had a bill passed <laughs> yeah. that pretty much uh, took away a person's right to be able to buy a magazine clip that's over 10 rounds. And while it's still being fought, even though it's well beyond being passed and voted for, people are obviously challenging it because this goes against the Constitution. That bill slipped right in under most of the people's noses here. And most people just are continuously watching the news and the negativity that surrounds it. guns and oh big guns scary this gun you need to worry about and it's the guns it's the guns but they never want to talk about the bigger issues which is the person behind the gun and what the person's been involved in i mean they'll sit there and they're hyper focused on the, the tool that was used to cause destruction but they're not going to go to the source or the root of what's causing destruction and let's be honest it's a bunch of people that have mental illness right now in the sense of that is an area that is not addressed in the world really, or America, like American doctors, look, they do amazing work and our healthcare system can do amazing things, but they also are in the business of making money like the news. And if they're sitting around curing people and making people not be sick, there's no money to be made. So you need to just approach everything with a grain of salt and really do your investigation on whatever it is that you're looking into in life. Because if there's a money trail behind it, there's probably a bigger agenda. Well, and I saw a stat on gun violence and I think America, it was top five. I don't remember exactly where it was. I think it might've been second actually, but it said that if you take out Los Angeles, Chicago, Detroit, Ooh, and two more other cities where you have the highest amount of gun violence. If you take those five cities out, America dropped to like 47th in the nation in gun violence or in the world. And those cities also have the highest and strictest gun laws <laughs> in effect. So if you take those cities out where there's the highest gun violence and the strictest laws, America would drop close to the 50th highest gun violence nation in the world. And that's actually amazing because when you look at the amount of America that is armed, that's a very good number to be so low when you, like you said, you take out the actual like highest crime rate, which really swings the pendulum when oh, it yeah. comes to statistics and stuff, because there's so much violence happening there that it almost gets swept under the rug because every single day there's a shooting or there's something oh, yeah. that happens everywhere. And that's the thing is, but it's those are the cities that have the strictest gun laws. They never talk about that, but yet they're trying to do it everywhere. So it obviously doesn't work. Yeah. And ultimately it comes down to taking your ability to protect yourself from terrible things. Well, Cause we already see that, you know, defund the police, this or that. And I'm not all for police being in our business. I'm pretty anti, you know, I, I always make a running joke that I'm allergic to jail. So I tend to not do things that, <laughs> that may put me in that place or mess with cops because they do hold this authority over us, no matter what you agree oh, or disagree with what they do. Abuse of power. Definitely. Sure. And that's where, you know, I'm not the type of person that definitely would sit here and say, Oh, all of our cops are good. Nah. I'd say it's a percentage, even in the church and Christian, like so many people are ready to write off God because they look at what's happening inside of some churches or some organizations that are affiliated with Christianity. Like, I don't know, pedophilia. And they assume that all the things are bad. And so that's kind of, I think what's happened with cops too, is that the news is so hyper-focused on the bad incidents that mm -hmm. have caused all this rift. They're not looking at what these policemen are truly dealing with on a daily basis. And that is 
the things that is happening with children and that is trafficking and pedophilia and the rampant addiction to sexual immorality, not just in America, but the world. But America is really leading the charge because of how free and open our market is with just capitalism and being able to start your own business and freely be able to promote pornography. Let's be honest, America is probably the number one consuming nation in pornography or sexual content, which is really yeah, we sad. We produce it the most and we consume it the most. Yeah, absolutely. And and so with that, when you think about a cop that's doing this shady stuff or is abusing your power, well, think about the cop that's going to a house that literally just had somebody do a satanic ritual, for instance, or do a, or even just murder their own family. And that cop now has to go and deal with that trauma. They have to try and find out all the things like people. I don't think, think about the things that cops actually see on a weekly basis either. And especially with all of it rising, you know, they used yes. to maybe deal with it once a week or a couple weeks. Now they're dealing with it every day and you become desensitized to that stuff. You become cold to it. And like yeah. I said, I really think that we don't give cops the benefit of the doubt of what they actually see every day and do. And so we just lump them into a category, just like people do with Christianity. And they say, Oh, God's an evil controlling, like, he loves making women slaves and he likes having slaves and creating wars. And it's just like, where are you getting this from, from the actions of men or what the Bible talks about? And I can guarantee the Bible always is against the argument of that. God is a just hateful. I'll spite you for whatever you do wrong type of God. When it's really him just continuously pouring out his love through the Bible and being like, humans, if you would just trust me, if you would just listen to me, if you would just get, put your faith in me, I will walk you through the promised land. And essentially like well, I will go walk to the you Old through. Testament and that's the thing too. Yeah. Uh -huh, all those evil nations. But what people don't understand is those evil nations were involved in exactly what we're going to be talking about. Pedophilia, child sacrifice, all the blood rituals, all these different things that God absolutely hated. And the reason for getting rid of those nations was because as you read in the Bible, when you don't fully eradicate that, and then the Israelites started to marry and mingle with them, they brought all of those traditions over, and then all of a sudden, you have the Israelite nations starting to follow these gods and forgetting God, and now God's chosen people are now interacting and doing the rituals that God absolutely hates, and now it's proliferating literally throughout history until modern day. And that, and that goes back to the ancient mystery religions. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the thing that people were worshiping is because they were being told by their hierarchy or their religious leaders or the, the Kings, whatever. And if they're involved in this, so like King Herod, I think a lot of people, um, this kind of a tangent, but you know, like Easter, a lot of people forget that a lot of these pagans have rituals and also things that line up with Christianity. And so that's where it can get muddy and blended for people that don't understand the separation between perversion and what the Bible is actually teaching and want to lump it all into one category as well. Like we've said before in the podcast, like these people that believe in this ancient religion, they actually truly believe it. They believe it like I believe in Christ and they truly believe that God is trying to hold back information and mankind from achieving that next stage of what some would say evolution or like our inheritance to be 
quote God. Now, and God is saying, no, no, that's a deception from the enemy and you can never overstep me. I am the most high. And that's why Satan ultimately fell is because he tried to overstep his command and nobody can overstep the creator. And that's what we're seeing today is that men and women that believe in this stuff they're just trying to 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 make you think that God is just evil and that there is no purpose to have God in your life because you are ultimately in control of your own destiny and you make the choices, which is in a sense true because that's the free will. But the way these guys present it and the way they are able to be okay with what they do. I have children, so I cannot imagine bringing any harm to any child, let alone my own children as young as they are. And when you hear these stories, even from me and my wife being a nurse, you hear about people in their own families are abusing children. Like I heard a statistic and I could go find it, but one in six children that you meet in life will have been abused in some way and not necessarily just sexually, but whether that be verbal or whatever, one in six kids is, is enduring some type of, uh, of abuse. And a lot of the, that is sexual abuse. And so when people are like this conspiracy, there's no truth to it. That's because we're trying to pry and dig at people like Jeffrey Epstein, who all of a sudden died in, in custody, maximum, uh, security, maximum prison. security prison. Yeah. While we're trying to get the public to see that, we're also just trying to get people to understand this stuff is happening right next door to you. Like it is so scary to think that like what your neighbors are actually engaged in or they're doing because you can go watch all the shows that try and expose this stuff to catch a predator, dateline, you know, these people are regular people. They're people that have families and have children that are in, engaged with this. So to think that somebody has to be like this creepy pervert that you get this idea you almost think of a person that would do something like this like ted bundy you know what i mean but or that was jeffrey what was dahmer or jeffrey dahmer exactly but that's what's scary about those guys is they are normal dudes that had this sadistic satanic like belief in, in what they ended up doing and why they ended up doing i mean it, the article there's tons of articles jeffrey dahmer literally believed that he was Satan, like that Satan was inside of him. And that's ultimately why he turned into doing the things he did is because that sense of power and that sense of control that he felt from what he was engaged in, which clearly was darker things than even the media put out about him. Obviously, it was a huge story with everything that he did. And he's a cannibal. He was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But where did that all stem from and why did he want to do what he did? And at the actually the last interview that he did with somebody, he said the reason that he got so sick and twisted was because of pornography. Yeah. And we, we see what that does to a nation, to our children. I mean, we've all been affected by that issue, whether that be you've engaged in looking at it or you've had somebody that's been involved in it, or, or like I said, you just see what it's doing to our children right now and the hypersexualization of them. And why are we so focused on even the idea to have sex ed education in the schools? Why does the government feel like they need to tell my kids about how to reproduce or not? Didn't humans figure it out for thousands of years that like, you know, reproduction happens between man and a woman and this and that, you know, like, not saying it's not good to be aware of, of things in that universe, but why is it all of a sudden, you know, the government felt the incentive to now teach children universally in this country. This is sex education. You should be safe with sex. When it's really, they should be preaching. If they're going to preach anything abstinence, because 
kids shouldn't be having sex because there is a consequence to having sex, regardless if it feels good or whatever. Kids, you know, have hormones, blah, blah, blah. The kid needs to go and live with a family that has a brand new baby and say, this is what you'll deal with as a child. You, you know what I mean? How, how much scarier would it be if a kid actually went and had to see what it actually means to raise a child? Well, but see, now they've got the out with, oh, you can just be promiscuous and have an abortion. Well, I was going to say, that's exactly what it is. They promote abortions now as basically a way of birth control, sadly enough. And looking into that, going back to five, seven years ago, when that guy, I can't remember his name, but he literally interviewed a person from Planned Parenthood and asked him what they do with all the basically aborted fetuses. And the Planned Parenthood got caught selling them to people and on camera, on tape got caught, but because they called what he did ambush journalism and didn't tell him first that they were recording they threw out the court case because they said it was an illegal process of how he obtained the information instead of focusing on the fact that they were selling the dead bodies of all these aborted fetuses. And the satanic temple has come out and said that they will accept those aborted fetuses as sacrifices. So now you have them selling to who knows where, and they're being used in ritual sacrifice. That is so sick to even think about that we could be at a point in, in this history that people are fighting over getting the dead bodies of children that were aborted from their mothers, like whether that be willingly or, you know, sometimes things. And, and let's just put this out here right now. So people that come at us and be like, oh, you're anti my body, my choice. Well, what is the my body, my choice. Remember what that saying means. That means that you are making the decision for what your choice is over what happens with your body. When a baby is inside of a woman's womb, the baby has no choice. And that's why it's super sick to say my body, my choice, but then not give that same argument to the unborn child that has no voice. And that's why, you know, Watchman Inc. is here to expose some of this dark stuff. And these are heavy topics to get into, but it's important because we need to see as a society that this is wrong, that this is not right to, to, to be funding and promoting this type of lifestyle. We should be trying to help people. We should try to be trying to incentivize marriage. We should be the government. If they wanted to end this epidemic or this, you know, the, this problem of single motherhood or poverty driven areas, which they are the ones that, you know, end up keeping in poverty because the government has so much money. Let's just think for a second, all of these rundown parts of neighborhoods, streets, cities that really Flint, Michigan. I mean, the water is still an issue there. The water is still an issue there. And it's 2023 and it's been an issue. I mean, the movie Aaron Brockovich was all about Flint, Michigan and the dangers of what the water was doing. And that still is being swept under the rug too, because I see a billion dollars, billions of dollars being given to a war overseas right now, which we absolutely have no involvement in. and people can come and say what they want about that. But I'd like to see our money being that, that goes to space funding and war actually go into helping our cities and, and our communities and stuff. And if the government truly cared about Americans in our country, they would incentivize people getting married, having children, trying to be moral citizens, but we're just promoting lawlessness right now. That's what you see. And that's what the Bible ultimately teaches that in the last days, 
that men will be lovers of themselves. They'll just want to run around and, and be criminals. They'll, they'll go against their parents. Like this has always kind of occurred, but right now with tell, with the phones and with the ability to record and see things on a constant basis, we are seeing that society is headed down a very dangerous road. And if we don't wake up to what's happening right now and see the truth of what is happening to our children and in the world, it's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. And history always proves that it is. But I think we're even at a point where history can't even explain where we're at and where we're going, because the Bible talks about a time on the earth where there's going to be really bad things occur. And I think that we're starting to see that develop and unfold before our very eyes with the exposure of more human trafficking. And we'll get right into it now. The Sound of Freedom. Okay. I haven't personally seen the movie. I don't know if you have either, Taylor. No, not yet. So I don't want to speak on what it didn't or did say or did it did present or didn't present. My first deal is that I say support a movie like this because the issue is a real issue. It is a very important issue that all of society understand right now that this is what's happening most of the time, every single day, every moment. I mean, right now, there's probably somebody being abducted and put into the ring of trafficking, whether that be for sex or slavery or labor, whatever. Like most of your phones and your computers that have the microchip and the stuff that like the lithium and the thing, the precious metals that go inside of them, those are all being mined over in other countries right now by children. So I hope you understand that when you say, well, I'm not doing anything to support that you're we all are unfortunately and that's why this nation will be judged very heavily soon i think by god is because we've all fallen asleep to what we're actually engaging in every day don't you agree well yes i mean we try to claim that we're ignorant to these things and so therefore we're innocent which there is a little truth in that but what it says in the bible is all of this is going to what's done in the dark is all going to come to the light. That's right. So it's going to make it so undeniable that people are going to have to choose what they want to believe and what they want to follow. And so as soon as this information is brought up, Paul talks about it. He says, I was ignorant in what I was doing when he was literally persecuting the Christians and killing them. He thought he was following the law and doing God's will. But as soon as he was made known to that, then you are at that fork in the road where you can choose to do it. You're now choosing to do wrong or choosing to do right. And so eventually we're all going to have that choice and you won't just be able to claim ignorance that, oh, I've never heard of this. Oh, I didn't know that was happening. God's going to make it abundantly clear what's going on. And then it's going to be up to us to choose. And at that point, it'll be, fully on us at that point we will have made our choice whether we want to serve the world or serve god and unfortunately because of all those conveniences that you're talking about of phones and all this stuff we've lived such a unnatural way of life that so many people are addicted to that way of life they are going to choose that way of life just you know in a microcosm the vaccinations why did people get vaccinated? A lot of people, because they wanted to be able to go to sports games. They wanted to be able to go to concerts. It wasn't even necessarily that they were afraid of the COVID virus. They wanted to live their life. That's why they got it, you know? And so that was a microcosm of the mark of the beast. Are you going to choose this world? Or are you going to choose 
to ultimately die for Christ. And, and that's what we want to expose with the COVID vaccine. Regardless if you took it or not, I don't care. That's That was your choice. Whatever you heard or whatever you believed or it whatever you still you believe. not be saved or anything That's like right. That. that wasn't the mark of the beast. And I hear some Christians in some communities right now saying that was the mark of the beast. No, because the mark of the beast is a very clear time on earth where you cannot literally buy, sell, or trade yeah, unless exactly. you are engaged with the mark of the beast. But what's really <laughs> sad about that now is that I know, you know, because I'm attached to the medical industry. I know people that lost their job because they did not take that and because it was mandated and because it was a forced thing, unless you had an exemption, you know, but now that we're a little bit out of it, it's not even required to work anymore. It's not required for anything. It's not literally, it's not even recognized as a thing, like a thing that you need to get. And so if I was one of the people that took it, because like you said, it was based off of fear and, mm -hmm. and, and to be a part of society, that's exactly how Satan is going to get people to accept the mark of the beast. He's going to start making things uncomfortable. He's going to take away some of your freedoms because the people that work for him are in high places. I could go to the satanic church right now and read about when you become the highest level, which that could expose someone right now. But it is interesting what the satanic church literally says. It says that they can lie to people outside of even the church and lie to even members within the satanic church because they are so influential to society that it's important that they keep secrets away from people to know that they're working for the agenda for Satan, but because of their power and their influence in society, they are allowed to lie. Yeah, that's what secret societies are all about. They don't believe that the profane, the uninitiated are worthy of hearing all of this stuff or would know what to do with it. So they keep it secret. Only at the top do you start learning what it's all about. And they do that on purpose. And they lie to you in the lodges and everything else. And you ask, oh, why? Well, you weren't ready for the truth, brother. Now you're ready. And that's another lie. So this this may come to a shocker to some people, but, uh, you know, there was a time where I, I did support Donald Trump, and that was because of things that he was doing for our nation and all that. But now at this point, after his presidency and what's going on in our government, I'm just under the influence that I, I just don't believe there's anyone really for us and that there's deeper and darker agendas occurring and whatever, you know, you believe with politics, I'll, I'll let you continue to believe what you want to believe. But I'm, I'm past the like the veil of listening to the Wizard of Oz behind the, the curtain, because all he does is just continuously talk and talk in fear but you know he's just working behind the scene and it's for an agenda and you know i just pulled up the the church of satan's hierarchy in the church the first registered member the second is a satanist an active member so that's the first degree in a sat in the satanic church the, the second degree is a witch or a warlock and then the third degree is a priestess priest the fourth degree is a magistra or a magister. And the fifth degree is MAGA, M-A-G-A -A, or Magus. Okay. And that's a whole nother thing we can get into another time. I'm just telling you what's on the, the, the website right now. I'm listening. I'm sitting here reading it. It's on their website. This is what they tell you. This church is all about. This is the membership level. And this is, you know, the hierarchy. So if you're, if you're a MAGA, you're at the highest degree. So I don't know. 
that's a weird coincidence. Some people say coincidences <laughs> just happen, but I don't really believe in them. You start doing your research into people and money and you start following the money behind people, not just what they're about or what they say or what they do in public, but the money that is behind them. And then all of a sudden a different picture is painted. And God said the love of money is the root of all evil. So just look at the people that you support. Look at how much they actually love money. And then make your choice because that's what it says in Matthew 6 that humans will need to get to a point where they serve one master. You cannot serve two masters as the Bible teaches. You cannot say that you're for one and love the other. You either love one, you either love God and hate the enemy, or, or you love neither and you work for the darkness. So that's what God says. So you're the one that chooses who you support and what you what you support. And God says that there will be people that love mammon. That will be their God, the world and all of the things that it has to offer or God and his kingdom. And that's pretty much putting off the world. Okay. And so that's a little like said off topic, but I just want to get in because right after they tell you about their membership level, this is what they are able to do. So administrators or agents or grotto masters are descriptive titles for what people do, not levels of rank. Thus, they can be held by members with different degrees. High priest and high priestesses are the top administrative titles and can be held by a fourth or fifth degree member. Those who hold the third through the fifth degrees are all members of the priesthood of Mendez. Ooh, the priesthood of Mendez, the, the goat of Mendez. And then that ties yeah, into Mendes. Baal. Mendes, mm -hmm. yeah, that ties into Baal. And that's the ancient religion. That is literally in 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 kings in daniel you see the people they're worshiping these golden statues or whatever this is well, it's the, the obelisk it's the right? obel exactly the mm -hmm. obelisk exactly so the priesthood of mendes and these individuals with these titles may be called reverend unlike most other religions our members are not subject to any form of expected obedience to the members who might have been given degrees those are bestowed as tokens for appreciation for accomplishments not as a means for establishment of rank and authority that commands submission. So they're already telling you right here, our members are not subjected or expected to ob abide by which rules. Which is a bunch of bull crap. Which is a bunch of bull crap, but they're just trying to tell you this is how they can deceive you because an importance uh, and an important point of re-emphasis, our protocol for member interaction is based on the mutual admire admiration society. And this is applied across all levels of our hierarchy. Our members may earn each other's admiration and general respect for preferred behavior while we do not expect our highly individualistic members to, to like each other. So they're telling you right here that two people could be in a, in line of work and hate each other and not need to necessarily agree because I've actually seen this within the satanic church. You got those Satanists who are like, we would never hurt animals. We would never do this. We would never do sacrifice. And then you've got your Satanists that say, well, that's what's being a Satanist is all about is sacrifice mm -hmm. and ritual. You know what I mean? Like you talk to Aleister Crowley, he would laugh at Satanists to say they never do rituals. Cause he'd say, well, then you're not really a Satanist or you're not really engaging into what you know is meant to give you power and enlightenment because that's what Aleister Crowley when you really start studying who that individual was which he is a huge individual that had so much influence not only on on when when he was alive but this man worked for governments this man worked as a as a writer a philosopher a traveler like this dude was involved in so many things and so many people look up to what he taught and the books that he put out well we that, literally got the gray aliens from him that it, whole 
big headed black eye gray alien form the stereotypical alien that came from his drawings and a visitation that he supposedly had from a spiritual being named Iwas. Exactly. So this is what this church is all about is deceiving. They're literally telling you in their page here, they're telling you our people don't need to agree with each other. We don't even have to have the same philosophy because see, in Satanism, yeah, that's anarchy. Exactly. In Satanism, the saying from Aleister Crowley, do what thou will, meaning you decide what you are. So see, even when you'd listen to the, the founder of the Church of Satan, um, Anton LaVey, he would say, we don't actually worship any deity like Satan. It's a representation of what we believe and that we are the ones that control, you know, our destiny and this and that. So it's just a bunch of snake speak. When you listen to people that are involved with this stuff or involved in these mystery school religion, they are literally told from initiation, if they're, if especially if they're getting high up into the church, you do not have to be a stout Satanist that talks about their faith and, and talks about what we're all about. Just secretly do it behind closed doors because we know that this will be a thing that you will do for us in, in the f furthering of the plan. And so we accept that there may be some people who go high up into this degree or these ranks, and they just literally have no affiliation because they have a bigger purpose and they accept that literally is what it says here. So the last part and the sex rituals and human trafficking with the sound of freedom, it all ties together. It truly does. Because if once you understand this ancient religion and the goat of Mendes and, and what they believe and this whole like hierarchy in this church then it makes sense why they're doing what they're doing and why they're working to get people to lower their guard for an even bigger agenda so the priesthood of mendes so once you've entered into the priesthood of mendes these individuals act as spokesperson for the philosophy of the church of satan which include the titles of priest priestess magister magistra and magus and maga members of the priesthood make up the council of nine which is the ruling body of the organizations appointed and responsible to the high priests and priestesses the order of the trapezoid consists of the individuals who assist in the administration of the church of satan Members of our priesthood are people of accomplishment in the real world. They have mastered skills and have won peer recognition, which is how they have attained their position as above. So below they are movers and shakers who are the core of our movement while expected to be expert in communicating our philosophy. They are not required to speak on our behalf and they may even choose to keep their affiliation and rank secret in order to better serve their personal goals, as well as those of our organization. Thus you may have even, as a member encountered members of our priesthood and never know it membership in the priesthood is by invitation only the old truism is if you have to ask you can't afford it and certainly high pertinent to our priesthood words to the wise do not ask how do i become a priest <laughs> like the Church of Satan literally just said that you will meet somebody that is involved in our organization within the organization and you'll never know it. Well, yeah, it's talking about every day to day, you know, interactions with people. Who's going to go around if I'm trying to advance in my corporation, if I'm a person of accomplishment, lawyer, doctor, professional, anything like that, and you're just at the board meeting? Oh, by the way, guys, I'm a Satanist. Everybody's going to look at you, even though, you know, it may not be as taboo as it once was. Anybody, anytime someone says that they're a Satanist, it's going to 
give you a little pause about what they're doing because they may give you the company line. Oh, we don't do that stuff as people think it is. You're going to have that second thought of, okay, well, then why are you a member? I guess, what do, what do you get out of it? You like, and you enjoy associating with people that do do those things that still makes you kind of sketch really. So they're not going to share that except with people, you know, and that kind of goes back to the secret societies. They have secret ways of letting people know that they're a part of this thing. Well, that's the thing too, is they're not trying to necessarily stay secret. They're just trying to be the cause and effect and then solution. That is the whole purpose of the deception to keep people under their thumb is they ultimately bring a cause or an issue to light. And then they are the ones that provide the solution. So see, they're not only the ones that are the movers, but they're the shakers. You see what I'm saying? That's why they use well, yeah, that that's terminology. The Hegelian dialect. Yes. That's the Hegelian dialect. And it's also Freemasons ancient. order out of chaos. Yes. It's secret societies. They're yes. all stemmed from the same thing. And it goes back to that foundation that they are worshiping Satan. Like it is, they are worshiping the fallen angel, Satan and his legion of, of fallen angels as well. Because in the Bible, it teaches in revelation that, you know, that talks about stars, but we know that, you know, stars are a representation of many different things to God. And in this particular verse in revelation, when it talks about Satan and the great war in heaven and how he cast, took one third of, uh, of the angels, can you imagine how many actually fell with him and are roaming around on earth right now? I believe that's why it's called spiritual warfare, because if we seen what our enemy was actually, how, how present they were in our everyday life, I think the Lord would know we would just drop dead because you'd be so scared to see what kind of enemy is running around each and every single day. And you hear of these evil things that are happening. You're like, how can a human get to that point? It's demonic possession. Like I truly believe that in order to be able to engage in stuff like this, including human trafficking, sacrifice ritual, whether that be of an animal or a human, you have to be possessed. Like you have to be possessed by something darker because it just can't sit right with the human psyche. And when you get possessed, you're no longer like you're yourself, but you're no longer in control of, of almost your, your actions. Jesus seen this when he was casting out demons. Well, a representation of it, if you want to go like movie route, if you think about the movie, get out. Oh yes, right? They put, basically they put them into, gosh, I can't remember what it's called, but basically their persona, their personality is pushed to the background. And then whatever personality they are putting in there is forefront. And so they're the ones acting and moving the body and all that stuff. And that personality is basically still alive. That consciousness is still alive in the body, but they're powerless to do anything. So all they can do is really observe. Have you ever seen that video of uh, who was that Al, Al Roker or that that talk show host for? Oh, yeah. Um, and they just freezes up for like he a just minute plus. freezes up like <laughs> literally he freezes up i'm not saying he was possessed i'm just saying something happened well that's mk like ultra said, they yeah, said the trigger word exactly so see that ties in with demonic possession and how they can get people to 
be possessed is they split their personalities through MK Ultra, which that is what not is a conspiracy. Satanic ritual abuse. SRA, yes, S R A. Been proven. It's not a conspiracy. Go look up Ted Gunderson and his work in exposing this within our own government as well. You will see that this yeah, goes MK up to our, our highest levels of government. And this isn't to say that there's not good people that are trying to fight this, but that's why they also compartmentalize all of these government positions and they have you in a building somewhere that's not even on, you know, it's just, it, they have the game so rigged that even if you're trying to be a good person within these realms or these spaces, the ones that ultimately control the money and, and make the phone calls and pass the things, the judges, if they're compromised in any way, you are never going to truly have any power because they know the power that they hold. And so that's why it's so important for them to get the judges they want to get in and get the people elected they want to get elected. Because if you are funding the bill as a private investor and you tell them your only way of winning, I mean, let's be real. You cannot win the presidential election in America unless you have tons of money. You cannot just be an average Joe, like a good movie story and start saying, well, I care about my freedom and I care about my community and my nation. And I'm just going to come run on the, the truth of what we need to happen. No. Yeah. They'll sit there and tell you what you want to hear, but there's a million private donors in the background telling you, well, this is what's going to actually go down. It's kind of funny that the president, the president of the United States only gets paid. I think, what is the salary? Like 500,000. It's something, you know, so. yeah. it's still a lot of money. It's still a lot of money, but to do the job of a president and to like all the stuff that they have to deal with, they get paid less than LeBron James and basketball players. Wait, that's not good. Wait, you're telling me that guys that bounce a ball, catch a ball, hit a ball for a living are making considerably amounts more money than the president of the United well, States. Cause Why they're the supposed president... to be serving the people. But I get that. I get that. But if, but if now you're telling these presidents that have so much stress, so much pressure put on them based off the work that they're going to have to do, they're only going to make X amount of dollars compared to somebody that's literally just bouncing a ball on a court or shooting it. You know, like it, it would give the president a, a reason to have private, funding or money coming in because you know that you ain't going to leave the president like you ain't going to become president and leave rich yet all the presidents seem to become president and leave super rich why yeah, is well, that you're making five hundred thousand a year plus not paying a dime for anything too so i mean but it, it's, it's not like they don't make money but exactly the corruption can easily happen to a basic individual that's just thinking on the level of I'm the president and I don't make this much money. Like, you know what I mean? Just that basic, the, like if you're a president, that's main thing is money in the first place. And, and uh, that's just the whole other issue. And that's why nobody wins that doesn't have money. I mean, you have to have money to even run. If you don't, your name won't even get presented no. on the board. So that's the problem is, We've let money, mammon, control our systems, our even our government. Like in order to become in the government, you need to have tons of money. And I just think that's completely wrong. I, I really believe in we need this thing called campaign finance reform where, you know, like we see all the money that's coming in. We see that they have a set amount of dollars and like that's it. Like you don't get private funding from well, yeah, lobbyists outside. should be yeah. completely outlawed. Yes, that and, and that's our issue. And so that's where I can see people that are on the quote left or whatever you know not on the right side of things 
um, being like capitalism's cruel. Well, capitalism is a great system, but it also leads to a lot of private deals being done under the radar on the golf course. You know, they say you do the deals, not, not in front of people, but behind the scenes. And so that's what we're seeing is a bunch of deals have just been continuously made up to this point that have gotten us in this hot water of we're now as a society and a nation completely lost. We've lost our way and we're not even top in education anymore. We used to be leading the way and we're just completely falling behind and because the our leaders are no longer doing what they're supposed to do. And the first thing a leader should be doing, especially in this nation, if we're a nation that runs off of God, which we're all told or said that's how this nation was founded, was on the backbone of the Constitution and liberty and justice for all. I'm not seeing much of that these days, and I'm seeing that God is a thing that is put on the back burner to most of our leaders. And anytime that happens, when you look in the Bible, when God is no longer the forefront of that leader's you know, decision-making or they're, they're like moral compass, the nation always falls. The nation always falls. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why it, it doesn't really matter what leader we have, if they're and saying it's like for the people or not, if they're not for God, then we're nothing's going to change. Because if you're not for God, your morals, whatever they may be, they may be altruistic to start off. But kind of like you were saying, money, power, all these things are going to corrupt you and eventually where you started is not where you're going to end. And if you don't have any kind of moral code, even if it's just your own moral code, what is that based on? And if it's not based on something that never changes like God, then you're going to change. That's just the way it is. If you look at really anybody who's been in high positions, they always change. And a lot of times it's not for the better. That's just the way it goes. It's very unfortunate. And like you said earlier, I just, cause I had brought the Bible verse up, um, Luke 12 two. for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. And so exactly. there is a time that is coming like right now where they're, they're calling it what it is, the great awakening, but see, that's a great deception because they want you to start waking up to these mysteries that they've actually kept hidden for so long because they're ready. They've got the pieces in, in place to now implement what we have been exposing and what I've been exposing on my Instagram, the new world order. And that's not a conspiracy either. Like people say that's a conspiracy yet. They have it printed on our money. Novus Ordo Seclorum. When you actually understand what that phrase means, it means the new enterprise of a, of a new order or like the beginning of a new age. And then, you know, it's over the floating capstone and the one eye, which I've exposed countless times about being pagan in origin. And it's obviously got, you know, deeper meaning too, even, you know, in the Christian, because Matthew six, again, God talks about the mind's eye, you know, the, the, the eye, and that's your consciousness. That's your, your, your will and your, your ability to critically think and say, is what's happening right or what's happening wrong? We all have that feeling inside of us when we can make that judgment of this is right, this is wrong. Most of us would, like you said, say that joining the church of Satan is wrong, even if you know nothing about it, just based off of the, the history and what it's involved in and, and the background, most people would say, no, do not do that. But now you 
call it Freemasonry or the Illuminati or, you know, something else that's not the church of Satan. All of a sudden it's not, no, it's what is it? And then they lie to you. And now you're just a member part of this organization. Like a lot of people join it. Cause we truly believe that this is a very small percentage of men that keep this ball rolling with these organizations these families and, you know, people that are the movers and shakers, they just get all the members and associates because they want the general public to talk to somebody that's like a Freemason and ask them, Hey, what are you about? And they just literally have nothing but good things to say. Cause that's all they see. They don't see the, the stuff behind closed doors. They don't see the blood rituals or the, the things that you have to do to, in order to gain higher up in the membership, because they put you through tests to make sure you are going to be in line with what they're doing. Otherwise, well, the, if you fail, oaths that you do, you'll be yes, dismembered and yes. you'll be, you know, they say kill from end to end. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There's yes. all, you know, the whole cross your heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye, that old school saying that's all based on the, that same kind of stuff is if you tell something, there's going to be consequences. And, yeah, they may the lower members are, oh, yeah, it's good. It's awesome. It's a fraternal organization where we can all get together. They still see the black robes. They still see all those rituals when you're initiating people. And you can't tell me that that's just normal stuff that people do. And like we've said in the past, there's been countless, you know, movies and things made. I mean, Eyes Wide Shut still, if you have not seen that movie, you need to go watch that because that movie is talking about what we're talking about. Initiation, rituals, sex magic. It's dark. It's dark. It's dark. No, no, let your kids watch it. That's for sure. But um, if you haven't seen it and you haven't seen it in this light that we are presenting it and that is literally showing you h- how it goes and, you know, and that they make it a drama because Tom Cruise info, you know, spoiler. That movie does infl- a pretty good job. Though. It does. That, but that's, I mean, and that's why Stanley, alert, you know, when that girl dies, then they come up with the news article. Oh, she overdosed on drugs when she really basically gave herself up to save Tom Cruise. But. They gave a lot of hints in that movie, hence why he died three days later. Yeah, and so that alone, and then, like I said, the readings, the teachings, and then you just start seeing all the things, like I said, and then just kind of bounce back, like the sound of freedom. It just dropped, and it's relevant right now, and it's an issue that people really need to, like, I, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I really think people should go watch it just to start understanding this is a real thing that's happening and that you need to see that this isn't just a problem, you know, that's happening in some other country that's poverty, you know, poverty ridden. This is happening in the, in the highest and and most pristine nations, like around the world. It's everywhere. everywhere. And I just read, I just literally seen something that Oregon last year was seventh in human trafficking three per like 500, like six per 400,000 or something like that. Six people are trafficked. And that doesn't seem like that big a number, but Number seventh, our state was in, in, in human trafficking. And that's because we're right on the sea border. And, you know, then you look into what Portland's been engaged in in the past. We have these things called the Shanghai tunnels, where literally people would be walking on the streets at night and then they fall into underground cages that are located underneath the tunnel. And they literally just take those people and ship them off that night. Yeah, it was called getting Shanghai. <laughs> those things exist in our city and are oh, yeah. still. 
and are still you can go take a tour of it and they say they're not being used but you know I'm, there's I'm, underground tunnels everywhere too and that's how they're able to get all this like these trafficked you know victims moved everywhere is because mm-hmm. it's happening right under your feet and if you don't think they have the ability or power to create these underground tunnels and and societies i mean well, you're you're very arrogant to to the power that in technology that they have news, news flash for anybody you know that's promoting all of this open border stuff there's uncounted amount of kids going because it's like you think about it oh these undocumented people well we're going to take your kids because you're undocumented and oh undocumented children literally just disappearing well we're taking them to better places who knows they just disappear so you think Oh, well, we're trying to help all these people. There is an ulterior motive in everything that they're doing. Not only are they just trying to get these people over so they'll vote for them and because they'll, you know, almost be indebted to these people that got them over the border, they're using it for their own bad agendas. Children are disappearing at alarming rates at the borders. It's not just about protecting the border. It's about a lot more. And we see a lot of this happening through foundations and I've exposed it on my Instagram. If somebody's got a foundation, you need to dig into it because foundations are created as a front. (laughs) All right. Most of the time, a majority of them, like I said, I know anytime we talk about the evil stuff, we know that there's few, you know, just like with the Bible, there's always a few good men, a few good women, you know, few good people trying to do what's right and truly like they're working hard to bring all this stuff to light and, and give us what we need to in order to find this information but when i see a foundation created i really do my ears just like get perked up because i'm like well the most evil people in the world have foundations and why would they you have a foundation just blindly trust it. it's like oh no give this foundation yeah. give us a really good sounding name well they have a great name so i'm just gonna trust them that's called marketing. Like, come on, you're not that naive. And, you know, we look at just people that are affiliated with these foundations, AKA, you know, the biggest one, I think that most people could look into and see some super questionable things. If they actually just take the time, the Clinton foundation, all right, Hillary and Bill Clinton's foundation and all the things they've been involved with and the people that they've been involved with, the first one being Laura Silsby. All right. Laura Silsby was a woman that worked with Hillary Clinton over in Haiti, and she was caught trying to abduct these Haitian children and take them with her. And she was caught. This is not conspiracy. This is an actual thing that happened. Laura Silsby uh, from Meridian, Idaho, she tried to take these these orphan children's back with her with no without telling nobody she's she so there's an article a woman that is dedicated to helping haitian and dominican children demonstrating god's love and helping them find healing hope joy and a new life in christ what you're trying to make haitian children find a new hope in christ by abducting them from their country and their family come on come on like people, we need to wake up. See, it's in the body of Christ. Even they, they're wolf in sheep's clothing. God, God tells us countless times. Just because someone claims my name or claims they're doing work in my name does not mean the case. 
So don't always think that just because somebody claims to be part of something that you believe in or that something you find near and dear to your heart, and then all of a sudden you blindly follow it. No, you need to test all things. That is what God commands us to do in the Bible, even against his own word. He doesn't tell us to challenge him many times on, on many things. The only couple things I truly know that God asks us to test him on, tithing, not because you have to tithe, but because God says, if you trust me with your money and give me what's mine, I will give you tenfold what's yours. So see, God tests us. He's asking us to test him with tithing, not that we have to do it, and then to test his word and to test all things against his word. So first test to make sure you understand that his word is true and that you come to that conclusion with your own understanding, not because somebody else persuaded you or told you. And then once you understand that the word is the truth, because Jesus said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. And now you've established that the Bible can be trusted as truth. And now you test all things against the scripture. And I feel like a lot of Christians do not do that anymore with their faith. They just take things blindly. Well, they don't know the scripture. And they don't know that yet. Because if you know the scripture, you would instantly test something they against what to you their know. pastor or preacher and what they say and the two to three verses that they'll reference in their message which is all kind of the same message anyway, trust God and your life will be happy and he'll give you everything you want and you'll never have to worry and basically a prosperity gospel type of thing. And, and then they feel good and they don't read their Bible. They don't read and have a foundation of solid rock. It's unfortunately still built on sand and that sand is whatever the preacher has told them, which it's no offense against the preacher but it's on every single person. We have to work out our own salvation. And yes. so we have to be doing the reading. It's not on the preacher to read it for us. No, it's, it's your job. It's your job to investigate what's coming into your house. It's your job to understand the things that you're watching. It's your job to know the things that your children are being taught in the schools. It is your job to have that level of discernment. Okay. And that's what Watchman Inc is all about is we are just here to blow the horn on the things that people should be watching out for and looking into deeper and seeing the trouble behind those things. At the end of the day, I'm not going to convince nobody of anything that they already don't want to know. Like when somebody's made up their mind about being closed minded or open minded, yeah, you're, not you're not changing it. And so I think that's also a problem in the Christian community and in the church is we're so hyper focused on focusing on people that don't want to change that we're forgetting about the people people that do and that we, you know, get caught up in these, you know, arguments online. Like I've caught myself in doing it, you know, like trying to argue something about what the scripture said or whatever, or theology. And while it's good to defend the Bible and, you know, right teaching, obviously, I feel like the, the, that's just the enemy using God's word, even against us, our, our own, our own selves, because we're so caught up in fighting about what though, this is what I believe. And this is what I think instead of coming together and be like, well, here's the biblical foundation that, you know, we're saved by grace. Jesus did what he did. And he's our only thing that we can truly trust on. And now let's build on the rest of the things to build up the church and build up their discernment and their faith and not argue necessarily all the time about, well, I'm this. And you know, there's well, just yeah, so much and... division. It's the division that is going to ruin everything. Yeah, 2 Timothy 2.23 talks about this new King James Version. It says, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. Oh, so that's that, really, yes. right? Yes. So it's, it's all, that's all it is. And think about, I just think about, because I love sports, what talk shows have been 
reduced to who's the greatest, LeBron or Michael, or oh, this gosh. and that. And it's yeah. just arguing about whose point is it's all foolish. It just creates sides, just like Republican Democrat. Yes. And then you go to the Hegelian dialect, right? Which is synthesis or thesis and antithesis and then they create the synthesis so they just blend those together and really i mean we were kind of talking about it earlier with easter and all that stuff roman catholicism is christianity and the mystery religion blended together so everyone can worship under the same thing and it's almost like a secret society because people in the know know where what the saints are based on and the goddess figure is based on. But when you put it with a Christian exterior, now the Christians can also worship this and you create this synthesis, which is, you know, possibly the abomination that it talks about in revelation. Uh, That's right. So I pulled up the official definition on dictionary.com of Hegelian dialect, and it's an interpretive method originally used to relate specific entities or events to the absolute idea in which some assertable proposition, the thesis, is necessarily opposed by an equal assertable and apparently contradictory position, antithesis. The mutual contradiction being reconciled on a higher level of truth by a third proposition, synthesis Mm -hmm. and i just literally was talking on my instagram if you follow me on instagram or you're listening to this um i was just talking about how the the signs of three are everywhere and here we are with three distinct fragments of this we recognize a, a need then we provide a solution for that need or or an opposition to why we need that need. And then we come in with the solution the synthesis the thing that can make both of those things either a blend into each other to create an absolute truth or exactly answer a truth from these two different scenarios to give people the understanding of what it is that was presented. Okay. So see, that's where it is. They want you to engage in this higher level of thinking. And so like we were talking about in previous episodes with the movie 2001 space odyssey, which we won't lie. Me and Taylor actually just attempted to watch that movie together. And it's a terrible movie. I'm going to come out and say it right now. It's one of the slowest movies. But if you a, love classical music, then you yeah, will love and, that because there's five minute interludes of a spaceship <laughs> floating in space to and, Beethoven. Spoiler alert. It's great for the visuals because it was what? I think 1968 or something yeah. like that, which is crazy. So, you know, we, we recommend watching because of what it did to film and like the, you know, technology that was used. But literally, it's to show you that on the surface, you're just being entertained by music and visuals. But on a deeper level, that movie was portraying a message. And that literally is mostly played out in the beginning scene. And if you want to go watch that, it's got a bunch of monkeys and the evolution and how mankind obtained this enlightenment and consciousness. And that is what the Watchmen Inc. and what we are here to do is expose this consciousness like awakening or place that they want to take mankind in our thoughts okay and so when you understand that there's a much sinister plot happening behind all of these things that you see and the things that you're engaged in every single day that's when you can begin to unlock the truth of not necessarily understanding all things but just seeing oh there's an evil agenda occurring on the earth and it's run by something very real which is satan 
And then if you understand that, you can see that if Satan's real, then Jesus must be real. That's ultimately how I came to Christ was I seen the evil and I seen the, the nasty things that are happening on the earth and the provable things that are just it's not just conspiracy. It's just you digging in and taking the time. And so with that, you know, we could sit here and take all the time in the world to continue to talk about these things. But it, it, it takes so much time to unlayer all this stuff that it's important for you to take away from these episodes that these are nuggets and things that you should write down and look into on a deeper level and see how it's affecting the things that you're engaged in every day. And then that's, like I said, when you can begin to unlock, not the mysteries, but unlock the truth that Jesus was trying to tell us that he is coming and that the world is going to go through a very hard period on earth. And it's not to scare you, but it's to prepare you and to have you also realize that any day, it can all be taken away from you. And so what are you doing? Are you, are you engaging with evil and are you engaging with immorality and no care for your neighbor? Or are you trying to be like Christ said and love God and love your neighbor? Those are the two greatest commandments. And as watchmen, we watch out for our neighbor because if somebody doesn't blow the horn, then all of us get caught up in, in the destruction that's coming. And we don't want that. We don't want that for nobody. Okay. So just remember we're blowing the horn, take it as you will leave the gate or go see what's at the gate. But at the end of the day, you make the choices you want to make. And we will just continue to pluck down the rabbit hole because it is so deep and so dark that it takes time. And so we appreciate your time. We appreciate your support and we appreciate your prayers and just everything that anybody's done for the un, done for us right now. And we appreciate God, obviously. And we want you to hopefully find him and find the hope in him at the end of all of this. And I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'd just say, yeah, just finish on that is the thing I think people should take out is just test everything even test what we're yes. saying first thessalonians 5 21 is the scripture verse if anyone's curious but just test test what it is we we wanted to talk about sound of freedom and while it is good like dustin is saying they're exposing stuff there is a reason why and the whole thing about watchmen is they're exposing the darkness but they're not exposing it to the truth of the bible and so with this movie there are a lot of interesting players behind the scenes that are funding it. And because I haven't seen it, I can't say it all, but we know that we, they're not going to talk about all the darkness that is associated with it. And so just test and, and don't necessarily think that these guys are the solution, but this problem needs to be known about. And so just test everything, what yeah, we're I, seeing, everything yeah. you're hearing. Yes. And I think next time we'll get into more of it because I'd like to watch the film before I speak on it. So I think that with the, you know, next episode, we'll be able to speak on it because I do not want to knock something that I haven't watched. I'm not in that in that category of doing things. I understand why the movie's out and I understand what what its purpose is, but I need to see it in order to make a true, you know, testing a true feeling about what I feel about what it's doing. And with that, like I said, we'll continue to dig in and we'll get into some heavy issues going forward. I think things are going to really start getting a little bit heavier on the podcast because we have been preparing you for the ancient side of things. And now we need to get into a little bit of how it's affecting our modern world and where we're headed with all of this ancient stuff. And while it's important to continue to dig into the past, I think getting into some of these things that we're now starting to present is really where we're going to be able to get people to understand like, 
we need God. Like we need God more than ever right now. And without God, none of us can succeed and none of this will stop. God is the only thing that we can truly rely on right now. And I, I hope that you find him. I hope whoever's listening finds him and trusts him and lives with the joy and the peace that he provides with you to you each and every day. So with that, we'll see you for the next one. And we appreciate everybody's time. Thank you so much. Love you all. God bless. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. To know the duty of a watchman, please read Ezekiel 33. Join the movement today. Follow on Instagram at Watchman Inc. for more details, content, and community interaction. Links in the description. God bless.